All right. Well, I'll tell you what. Uh, what I've noticed, Jason loves his gadgets. I come into his little online studio here. It's called Restream. And, uh, yeah, there's things flying across the screen. There's all sorts of things to manage. So, uh, yeah, a uh, lot harder than Urban Property Investor where I just get a mic and start uh, start talking. So bear with me. It is uh, I'm a novice here. Morning, uh, Beck Potts. Thank you for coming back. I know you were here yesterday. And uh, yes, today we're going to dig into some thoughts around growth versus momentum. It's a big difference in real estate. Today, I want to sort of teach you some fundamentals that are very, very important. And I kind of thought about today's show actually listening to Andy talk about offensive assets and defensive assets. And uh, really, um, when I think about how to break down real estate, quite often, I think along those lines myself that uh, certain things create growth and certain things protect growth. And really, I think there is a uh, good conversation to be had about both. So today, we're going to sort of dig into the concept of property market drivers. And also, we're going to dig into really the idea of protecting the downside of real estate. I heard Andy talk about downside risk. All assets carry downside risk. So I think it's important to understand the difference of what uh, happens inside the real estate marketplace. Now, when we think about momentum, the markets go through momentum, things happen, things drive markets. And then we've got this side of second section, which is known as PI, population, infrastructure, and employment or economics. So we're going to have a sort of talk about the two different, uh, the differences between the two, what drives momentum and what drives growth, because they are two different things. And obviously, we're all trying to get a reward, but get that reward without risk, without the downside risk. So the defense of what we do is we've got to make sure that we find quality fundamentals, low volatility, and value in the real estate marketplace. So if we go through uh, my Forex growth plan, we zoom in here, and I'm sorry my face isn't on screen. I haven't worked out how to do that at this point, but I will come back. Here I am. Hello. And there I go again. Um, so in my Forex growth plan, you'll notice that growth is divided into two sections. Um, the first section, population, infrastructure, and economics. The second section, trends or factors that influence real estate, demographics, supply and demand, and yield performance. So today we're going to dig into really the difference between one and two. And it's fair to say this is defense and this is offense, uh, which is what, what we're looking for when we put together a real estate deal. So uh, here's me again, if you want to see my head and my hat. But uh, again, I haven't worked out how to make myself on the little, um, the little you know, man in the corner. So I apologize. 
fast. So remember, growth drivers, population, infrastructure, and employment, PI economics or PI, is what we would use for defense when it comes to real estate investment. This is our defense strategy, and it'll make more sense as we sort of go a little bit further. So why is it defense? Well, if we think about how you grow an economy, you grow an economy in three different ways. You can grow an economy through population growth. You can grow an economy through innovation, and you can grow an economy through productivity. That's really the the three pillars to growing economics. And so if we go back to the idea of pie, it's really driven by the same concept as growing an economy, growing GDP. Population is pretty straightforward. You get more people wanting to live somewhere and they come in in droves. It drives up property values. Innovation can be seen in things like infrastructure. Infrastructure is innovation. It's designed to make things uh, easier, faster, quicker. Um, It's designed to actually increase GDP. It's the same concept. You're innovating, new train line, uh, new fast internet, new infrastructure is innovation. Productivity is really linked to employment. The more skill we have, the more we can grow. So this is really a growth mechanism, but it is designed around in our portfolio defense. Remember, Andy mentioned this just the other day. We want to build a portfolio which has both offense and defense. In his example, he was using, obviously, the the idea that a defensive asset class is quite often the bond market and an offensive asset class could be property or shares. Property in general has volatility. We know that. How do we defend that volatility? Well, we're going to use the defense strategy of PI economics. Very different to the uh, the next part of the puzzle, which is momentum trends. Now, a trend comes and goes, and a trend is quite often fool's gold. A trend without pie is really a bit of a no-no in real estate. So momentum trends in real estate, which drive capital growth, they do create capital growth, but we want sustainable capital growth. We don't want it to go up and then down. How do we do that? Well, certainly what factors are most talked about at the moment are not actually pie. They are factors like there is no supply, there is changing demographics, and rents are going up in value. This is probably all you hear about. This is uh, pretty much all I hear about at the moment is booming rents, no supply, and uh, different types of demographics. So again, if we follow a trend, we want to make sure that that trend has with it some fundamentals. Now, if we go back to the beginning of what I talked about, we want quality fundamentals, low volatility, margin of safety, and we want to find value. 
So it's a big job being a property investor because we have to find value where there's pie. And we, if possible, want to find value where there is also the idea of a trend. We're looking for value where there are trends at the moment, which are favorable to us as a property investor. Right, there's my head again because I can't work out how to put it in the corner. So I just thought I'd bring it up so you know I'm here. Thank you for tuning in, everyone. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to the Urban Property Investor, Melinda. Much appreciated tuning in. Hopefully a few of you also listened to that show and and Wealth, Wine and Wisdom. Um, And we're going to get Jason back to do People, Pork Rolls and Property, uh, which will be his next show because he loves food with his show. Right, that's enough of seeing my head. Let's go back to the uh, slides that I'm working on. All right, so I sort of found a scapegoat, if you like, something to torture today um, to show the difference between a trend and pie economics, which is a growth driver. So I've decided to pick on uh, Tagum. Tagum is a little place in Queensland. It's connected to Harvey Bay. Tagum is a place where Australia's biggest age pension postcode is. It is driven by a trend being demographics. So demographics are going to Tagum and in particular, older demographics. If we look at the pie chart here to the left of it, Basically, the average age in Tagum is much older. It's an attraction magnet really for people above 50. Nothing wrong with that. It's just the way it is. But Tagum is a small place. It's uh, about 2,600 people, Um, basically a lot smaller than most normal suburbs. Most normal suburbs might have about anywhere from Five, seven to 10,000 people in them. Tagum is a lot less than that. As you can see, if you go to Tagum, um, and I, I'm not sure if anyone's from Tagum, so I, if you are from Tagum, I apologize for using your town as an example of trends driving real estate but lacking fundamentals. Uh, we can see that you can buy a, a nice looking house in Tagum for. Um, for $795,000. Pretty much you can buy a nice-looking house in a lot of places for $795,000. So Tagum is pretty similar to, you know, what you can achieve in, for example, Bayside, Brisbane. You could buy a house that uh, is that sort of price. When we look at the momentum trends of Tagum, we can see it's driven by demographics is really the reason why people go there. Basically, older people moving to the suburb. And so what you get is quite often uh, pie economics. People make money in Brisbane, Melbourne, Sydney, and then as they get older, they leave Melbourne, Brisbane, Sydney, where they've made money. And they push it into a small little place in the middle of nowhere. And of course, uh, prices do rise off the back of that because you're taking 
an arbitrage of money, which is worth more in one place, being Sydney, and you're planting it in a small little village in the middle of nowhere. And you get some interesting uh, capital growth figures. So if we look at Tagoom, we can see that the median price change over the last 12 months is 34%. Obviously, it's a small aggregate size. So it only needs a few properties to sell um, at a different price and the aggregate moves around. It's probably a low sample size marketplace to go, well, is that actually accurate capital growth or is that just one property selling? But nevertheless, uh, what is driving Tagoom is a momentum trend. It does not have the fundamentals or the defense strategy when it comes to uh, owning real estate. So it would be what we would call a risky investment. The trend that is happening outside money coming into the market based on a boom elsewhere. Risk, inflated pricing, outside money comes and goes. And of course, the suburb of Tulum lacks fundamentals. So really the only thing driving this piece of real estate, if you like, is someone willing to pay more at a point in time. There's really no fundamentals. There's no no major defense around this particular piece of real estate. And of course, the difference is someone might, might soon pay less for this piece of real estate. It's really just a Ponzi kind of concept. And a little bit sort of like crypto in a way where you basically need someone else willing to pay more than you for the asset to go up bit like gold. Uh, really, you need someone else to pay more than you for the asset to go up. And uh, one of the challenges, of course, is that uh, we start to put ourselves in a volatile, volatile place. And so uh, what we don't want to do is put our assets or build a house of cards when it comes to real estate. There's my head again, um, just using some camera skills now. Um, I can put myself, uh, I can, yeah, go back and forth. That's all I can do at this point, folks. So you'll have Jason back Monday, so you won't have to deal with me. But, um, yeah, hopefully you're starting to get the picture of today's lesson on real estate. You guys, uh Getting the picture with this, I'll flow back and we'll uh, we'll have another little look at this thing. So the risk is momentum drivers are just basically a trend. The trends come to an end and they come to an end even in pie economic marketplaces. Remember, trends are a offensive strategy. So we want to attack using a trend but we want to defend using pi, population, infrastructure, and employment. This is our defensive strategy with real estate. So back to poor old Tagoom, where you're paying basically 800K for a house, which seems like a lot of money to me to live in Tagoom. Is the population increasing? Well, no. One person comes in, one person leaves. Infrastructure, is the government spending a bucket load of cash to drive to Goom? No. 
Are there any jobs in Tagum? Answer, of course, is no. Risk, 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 risk. And of course, for a lot of property investors, particularly who bought during the boom, they followed fads. And one fad, if you like, was to go to weird little regional places with no uh, fundamentals and carry risk because the trend, the momentum of the market was pushing the market. But then you start to run into risk. Is there quality fundamentals in Tagum? Well, no. Is there a higher margin of safety in uh, Tagum? The answer, of course, is no. Really, when you think about it, is there actually value there? Well, not really. Like at the end of the day, you can buy a similar-looking house um, in a quality marketplace with rentals if you sort of get out and about and get into it in real estate. So momentum trends in bigger marketplaces. Now, obviously, you hear us talk about this stuff all the time. Um, and really, if we look at, uh, you know, a big marketplace, the moment we're sort of talking a lot about Melbourne, and the only reason I'm bringing this slide is uh, I used it yesterday and it was convenient. But um, you're seeing similar momentum trends, right? You get low supply, uh, you've got rising rents, you've got demographics moving around, you've got family formation stages occurring, you've got loner livers. So there's plenty of momentum trends in big places and, uh, you know, we can see right now the rental squeeze in Melbourne, very much um, sort of where it should be and then we had this sort of artificial problem here in COVID. But the point is, uh, obviously, I think you would all agree, Melbourne not only has momentum trends, but it's got pie. And this is our defense. Uh, so it's a big, big difference. And of course, this trend will go at some point. Some point, um, rents will stop rising. Uh, supply won't be undersupplied. Um, these trends come and go. That's the point. But what stays is pie. And uh, obviously, we can see that through growth drivers. One big growth driver is of pie is population. Sydney, Melbourne, Brisbane, all going to end up massive, massive places to live. We can look at infrastructure projects. Here's my face again because I don't know how to put it in the corner just to give your eyes a little bit of a uh, reprieve of the um, slide deck. And now I'm going back to the slide deck. So if we look at the mega projects of Australia, infrastructure, remember infrastructure is just innovation. Uh, we can see that Tagum has none. No train lines coming to Tagum. We can see where the Australian government is spending money and state government, West Connect Sydney, Sydney, Melbourne Metro, Westgate Tunnel Melbourne, Melbourne Airport Link, Melbourne to Brisbane Inland Rail, Bruce Highway upgrades, Cross River Rail, that's Brisbane, Western Sydney Airport, Western Sydney Airport, Metronet, it's like a rail line in Perth, and uh, the Melbourne Ring Road upgrade. 
So um, not one of those projects is going anywhere near to Goom. They are going in Sydney, Melbourne and Brisbane and Perth, our four big players of the real estate marketplace. So we know that uh, these create jobs. We know this creates innovation. We know that this stuff creates uh, a defense of investment. Risk, uh, when it comes to a quality marketplace, uh, well, it's less risky because you've got quality fundamentals, a lower margin of volatility, and, of course, if you can find the value, it's the better investment. So often we'll talk about things like um, low supply, like we talk about that a lot right now. Just remember that's a trend. And that is a short-term play. Um, eventually, it ends. It may last for three, four years, the trend. And you want to end up with a long-term play, which is where all the jobs are, where all the people is, and where all the tax money goes to good use. So today, I wanted to explain the difference um, just because uh, I think it's interesting. Hopefully, you guys found that interesting. But uh, that's it from me today. Uh, thank you for tuning in to Jason's Wealth Coffee Chats. I hope um, I uh, helped out today and did, did it justice. But uh, Jason's going to be back. And, um, yeah, you'll be able to, to talk to him as well. Tim, can we, we get that slide with predictions of future prices of capital growth in 20 years? Okay. I, um, I don't know which slide that is, but I can talk to you guys about the next phase of real estate. Maybe I'll do a bit of that tomorrow if you guys like. I've got one more day in the hot seat before Jason uh, comes back. So if there's anything you'd like me to cover off, we can talk about future pricing. We can talk about where the... Where to next for Australian real estate? What would you, any requests? No. All right. Well, um, I think that's uh, that's a wrap, folks. Thanks very much for tuning in to Wealth Coffee Chat. Uh, have a great day. Make sure you drink your coffee. Uh, little secret, this is a prop. I already drank it. Uh, cool. All right. Adios. Sayonara. Sayonara.